This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Baltimore Post Game Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan, and got my guy with me, Cordell Woodland of Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. Ravens head to Cleveland on a short week, Cordell. Uh, they will be playing on Saturday as the NFL flexed this game a, a couple weeks ago. So now they'll be playing Saturday at 4.15. Uh, against the Browns, and um, let's start with the defense first. Uh, the Browns appear to be dealing with an injury bug going on. Um, I, I, I believe they're down a few. They, they're down uh, from a center position. I believe that they have some injuries from their skill player position. Um, Deshaun Watson has not looked sharp in his return back, but that was understandable. He's been out for quite some time, but. It, it to me it bodes well in the Ravens' favor with all of these situational injuries. Um, they're not going to let uh, Nick Chubb run the ball all over on them. I don't think because that's what their defense does. They just don't allow it. Um, but then you have these other situations in terms of how well will Nick Chubb do? Is he going to have to get outside because it appears that if he tries to go through the a gaps, it's going to be some issues. Uh, so. You know, this really could be the game where the defense says, offense, we know you're going through something at the quarterback position right now. We're going to do our job and find a way to step up and help y'all win this game on Saturday. Yeah, it could be. I mean, you know, the Browns aren't necessarily lighting it up offensively right now. Um, they're a turnover machine. So, you know, well, that's the Raven. That's the Ravens love that. I'm sure. (laughs) For sure. sure. You know, that's going to play right into their hands. Deshaun Watson has been pretty loose with the football since he's been back. Um, Still trying to figure out that offense, still trying to figure out, I think, the speed of the game again. Yeah. Just getting used to being in the pocket. He looks so uncomfortable in the pocket when I watch him. He has antsy feet. He's quick to get out of the pocket and extend the play. Um, and he's almost looking to run first before he throws the ball. So um, this isn't the Deshaun Watson that we're used to seeing in the past that I think that we're going to get on Saturday. 
and this could that could be something that bodes well for the Ravens. Um, the run game, of course, always worries you when you talk about Cleveland. They've got the two-headed monster with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb had a pretty decent game last time he played the Ravens earlier this season. Didn't eclipse um, 100 yards, though. we got to be no, clear didn't, on didn't, that. Didn't yes, he did. Yards. Now, he had 91 rushing yards that Yes. Game. Had, had 91 yards. Had the touchdown, um, I think, on 16 carries. Uh, but, you know, Nick Chubb is – I think when we look back at that game, we could say that, you know, it could have been worse. It could yeah, have been absolutely. worse on the, run, on the run game with Nick Chubb. Could have been worse in the pass game with David Njoku. Could have been worse on the pass game in general um, with some down-the-field plays that, that could have been worse than what they were. Uh, so we, we'll have to see what happens this time. I do think that the threat of the vertical pass game is there. Yeah. Um, even though Deshaun Watson isn't throwing the ball as great as he once was, you still have to worry about guys down the field, guys like Donovan Peoples-Jones, Amari Cooper, even though he's kind of up in the air for his status on Saturday um, because he's missed a couple of practices this week already dealing with the hip issue that he hurt last Sunday. Um, but they, Donovan uh, Peoples-Jones, he's been really good over the last couple of games. He's coming off his best game of the season. David Njoku, we saw the type of problems he gave the Ravens the last time that they played um, that he got hurt, and I think he hurt his, hel- his elbow in that game. He's back right now, so we'll have to see what happens with him. But, yeah, the question marks along the offensive line, they worry you a little bit if you're a Browns fan. Um, the Ravens right now are looking to pounce they need to take advantage of every favorable matchup they get. This is a favorable matchup right now for them. It's a division game on the road. You never know what can happen for sure. So you got to go out there uh, with your antennas up. But if the Ravens go out there and stop the run first and try to force Cleveland to be a one-dimensional team, um, it'll go in their favor. They can't allow the downfield down the field plays the way they did this past Sunday or the way that they have done at various points this season. Um, Because these guys, they've got some, they've got some speed at the outside. They've got a quarterback who's got a rocket of an arm, even though he's still trying to come back and get back to normal. Yeah. Um, He he can still throw the football. So they've, they've got to come out ready to play because um, if they get out there and start overlooking this Browns team, they could get in trouble. And I don't think that that's going to be the case. To be fair, I, I I do I think that they understand what's in front of them, right? Um, the there's a couple of things that we have to acknowledge that the Ravens did not have the last time. Uh, Marcus Williams went out week five against the Bengals, which means he didn't play in the Browns game. Also, the trade for Roquan Smith didn't happen. Um, with uh prior you know during this time so he was not on this active roster um at the time i'm not 100 sure was this the game that justin houston got injured or was it prior or did he come back either way i feel like there was a, something regarding justin houston around these things i'm just making the point that this team looks healthier now than they did when they played them you know week seven back in october and i think that those things need to be accounted for um marcus williams as we learned is pretty irreplaceable in the secondary and you know there's guys that that 
really they, they tried their best, but ultimately you see why the Ravens went out and spent the money that they did on him. Kyle Hamilton hadn't really played at a high level um, up until that point. So you, I think that you have to favor into the fact that, you know, he's played much better since he's gotten um, more reps and gotten more acclimated into this defense. So, uh, yes, the, the players typically, the, their skilled players typically are the same in terms of what we dealt with the first time, but they also didn't deal with guys that we that we either didn't have yet or that were out based on injury or hadn't ascended um, in terms of their career as of yet. So I do think that that's something that we should acknowledge. One of the things, though, that bothers me is that um, Marlon Humphrey, again, we talked about how we, it's, we're going to let him have a pass. Everybody has a bad game. But the lack of locating the ball in the Steelers game is what bothered me the most. It, it was one thing to – it's one thing if you just didn't have a good outing. You know what I mean? Like, you're just getting burned off the line or you're just getting burned in coverage. It is what it is. But um, too many times Marlon was trying to locate the ball, and he was unsuccessful in doing that. And you really hope that that's not going to be a trend that we start to see down the stretch, a very important stretch, by the way, because you're trying to win the AFC North Division. The Bengals is on your tail. You can't afford to lose one football game messing with the Bengals right now if you want to win the division. So, you know, and and we've talked in, you know, depth about our concerns with Marcus Peters as well. Um, so the secondary is still a little bit shaky, but I really feel like Marcus Williams being back plays a huge role into, you know, them improving themselves from the last time. Um I agree with you. I, I definitely think that Deshaun Watson looks uncomfortable. It doesn't help that that their their offensive line has struggled over the past few weeks and had some injuries over the past few weeks. So uh, maybe the Ravens can find a way to capitalize on that. And then when it comes to coverage at the linebacker position, Patrick Queen has been up and down, although he has had a good year. But from a pass coverage perspective, he has struggled sometimes. Um, so you, but what you hope is that, you know, if he has to focus on Njoku, Roquan Smith gives you the opportunity to do that because, you know, he 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 really is so good at what he does in terms of, like, going side to side and being in the middle of the field. He can do pretty much everything. So you hope that Patrick Queen is allowed to mainly focus – I mean, not mainly, but in, from a past coverage perspective, mainly focus on Njoku while Roquan does his thing. Um, so – you know, you, you do have to feel a little concerned about Marlon's mishaps because of it, it was more to me of a technique thing than just the speed thing. You know what I mean? But you hope that this is the week that he finds some kind of way to rebound. They're really going to need it. Yeah, I mean, you look, you talk about Marlon and his struggles locating the ball down the field. That That's a common trait amongst Alabama cornerbacks. And I know Marlon's been in the league for some time now, but uh, you, you look at a lot of these guys that come from Alabama, especially before the league really gets to get their hands on them. One of their, all, all of them, their, their number one common downfall, I should say, as a DB is that they cannot locate the ball. Jalen Armour Davis, the same thing was said about him uh, coming out of college, amongst other things that we've already been able to see right now. He can't really stay on the field health-wise or production-wise, for that matter, uh, for the Ravens this season. But you look back at the first game, you know, it was Marcus Peters that was getting exposed down the field on right. some of those throws to Amari Cooper and the Donovan's Peoples-Jones, forcing him to 
commit some pass interference, pass interference calls. Yeah. Um, some he just got mossed on, and you know, and now the both, and that was before Peoples Jones started to really come into his own. Um, now, if they don't have Amari Cooper out there, that will bode well for the Ravens that they've got just one guy to really have to worry about him as good so as Peoples Jones has been. I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but to preface your point, um, in, in case people didn't know, um, Amari Cooper is dealing with what they call a core muscle injury. Did not practice on Tuesday. I'm not sure if he practiced on Wednesday. Um, so he, he did not. Okay, so nope. he said he's going to play through it, but it does not at this point seem positive in terms of him possibly. And if he does play, clearly he's not going to be 100%. So I just wanted to put that out there in case yeah. people didn't know what the issue was with Mari Cooper. Back to you. I mean, you look at the Browns injury report, it's it's a little conflicting. Uh, quite a few guys didn't, did not practice a couple of days this week dealing with a certain injury, but also they're saying that they're resting these guys. So maybe they're saying that because they do plan to play on, on Saturday, they're just, you know, they have to put them on an injury report because they are injured. Right. Um, but they, they must plan to play because they're just looking at it as them resting them throughout the course of the week. But Hey, whether Amari Cooper is there or not, the vertical pass game is going to have to be something that the Ravens are on point on. They cannot let these guys get behind them. They cannot let Deshaun Watson throw the ball over their heads. It's been a bugaboo for them throughout this season. And in large part, do yeah, Marcus Williams, he hasn't been there. So we'll see how that changes the, la the, the landscape of this pass game. But there were some pass games where Marcus Williams was there, and it, it, it they, you know, they still allowed a ton of big plays. And I'm looking at that Miami game in specific. Um, so and, and to be fair, that and to be fair, that Miami game completely changed from that from a perspective because there was some issue with communication. And oh, Marlon Humphrey didn't play on. that last game. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a, there was a lot going on, no doubt about it. Yeah, but, I mean, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, and I do think <laughs> that it'll be better with Marcus Williams back there. But I can't ignore. And, and the, granted, this is before he came back, but. You know, you look at what happened in the Jacksonville game and you look at what happened not only in the Miami game, but the Buffalo game and uh, even the Giants game when the Giants really wanted to throw the ball and had to throw the ball. They're throwing it all over the field. All of a sudden, they're completing passes to tight ends. Like, I do expect the downfield game to be better with Marcus Williams back there, but I, I still don't think that this is going to be a perfect defense just yet, yeah. at least not – in the past game because they're too inconsistent when it comes to the ball being thrown down the field. Now the run game, they got it. You know, they, they, they got it with the run game. Um, as good as Nick Chubb is, Nick Chubb is going to get his yards, but in order for Nick Chubb to have a real impact on this game, he's going to have to get the ball 20 to 25 times. Yeah. I just don't know if St uh, Stefanski is willing to do that right now. And I don't know if game flow will allow them to do that. I don't expect the Ravens to come out there and light up the scoreboard with Anthony Brown, potentially a quarterback, even though it looks like Tyler Huntley will be the guy back there. Even him, he's not going out right. there and scoring a, scoring a ton. So uh, it's, it's not like the Browns will have to do a lot offensively to win this game. They could yeah. potentially not have to. If they, if they get in a situation where the run game is still in play, 
and Stefanski decides that they are going to live with Kareem with uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt's legs. It could be a bad day for the Ravens just simply not because they can't stop the run, just simply because the volume of runs that the Browns are getting, especially if they're able to continue to move the chains on the ground. They play keep away with this team that's going to struggle to score. That could be a recipe for disaster for the Ravens. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I definitely think that it's it's something that you have to be concerned about. Uh, and and I just think that, you know, th- hopefully with the different pieces that they have, that means that they can that they will um, find a way. I mean, look, the Ravens are only um, giving up three point eight yards per carry. Um, so you got to feel some type of good about that. Um, you you got to hope that that they can kind of force them into passing the ball but because they're dealing with injuries, then that's potentially going to be a problem for them. So, yeah, I, I don't expect this to be pretty because the Ravens don't play oh, pretty. No. They Definitely don't, they don't, they don't pretty. play pretty football. <laughs> it's not going to be who they are. It's just, it's just never going to be that way. Right. And so we, we're used to that and that's completely understandable, but you know, I, I think that, there has been enough changes over the past few weeks, potentially for them that that, that can go into their favor and that they can make this um, a difficult game for Deshaun Watson and company. I, I also want to see how how they decide to play Watson and his legs because he's really been looking to run a lot. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to decide to go with a spy at some point or a spy in certain third down situations but you can't allow him to extend drives with his legs. Yeah. Um, if it gets in the third and six or something like that, I, he, he's not shy about going and getting those six yards on the ground himself right now because he simply doesn't have a ton of confidence in his, uh, his knowledge of this offense or, or, or this pass game for that matter. Um, so I, I think that's going to be the key thing to watch. Can the Ravens limit – Watson's running ability and not allow him to continuously um, prolong drives. That's very true. And so, yeah, we'll find out soon enough how this is going to work. Oh, also, the, David and Joku had limited practice due to a mm-hmm. knee injury. So I just wanted to put that out there. I mean, they, they're, they're banged up, too. Um, so, you know, we're going to find out soon enough <laughs> who has enough players that, that's healthy that can make impact for this game uh, on Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we get to our next segment, make sure that you are subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast so that every time there is a new episode, you will be the first to receive it. So we discussed uh, the Ravens defense in detail about what we think that they will do um, against the Browns offense. Let's flip the script. Um, You mentioned in the last segment that it's very possible that Tyler Huntley plays. Um, 
So I guess one could say that that is good news for the Ravens, obviously. He's the number two guy. He's the one that has the more experience with the starters. So, you know, you, you would like to hope that he is available to play on Saturday if he's healthy. Let me be clear. I don't want anybody to go out there with symptoms of a concussion and starting, right. you know, f- and playing football. Um, the Browns, I mean, you know, we know that they have guys up front. And 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 so that's that bodes as an issue. And that's why it's a concern because um, they have the Miles Garrett's and the Jadavian Clowney's guys that can really get pressure on the quarterback. And when we first saw the Ravens play the Browns, they were in the 20s in um, rush uh, defense. And since then, they've moved up the scale to – it appears to be 11th in rush defense. So they've, they've improved over the last few weeks. I don't know if that means much to me because I've seen, I saw, I saw what the, the, the Ravens did against with the Steelers as a better Steelers rush defense. You know, the Ravens are going to do what they, well, they should do what they um, are best at, which is running the football. Mm -hmm. And so it really doesn't matter. I think the biggest question is, are we concerned in terms of Zeitler returning, is he or are we comfortable with what we saw with Cologne and Ben Cleveland being rotated at the right guard position? Well, if you can get Kevin Zeitler out there, you definitely want that. Um, I, I, I would rather have Kevin Zeitler than not. Yeah, we'll see what happens. He's been a limited participant in practice pretty much all week. Um, so I would say he's trending in the right direction, but. You you don't feel entirely confident in it. I, I I was surprised to see him not play this past week. So um, I, I'm kind of holding out hope just like the, the rest of you guys are right now. Um, but I do think that they can run the ball on this Browns team, hopefully with or without Kevin Zeitler. Obviously with him, definitely. But without him, it may be a little bit more of a struggle. But this is a Browns team that struggles against the run game, especially as of late. Um, you look around the Browns, the, especially the last two games, each of this team, the, the two teams starting running backs, Joe Mixon and Damian Pierce, both over 70 yards rushing on the ground. Um, if J.K. Dobbins is going to come out looking the way that he did this past week, then you would imagine he could do a lot more uh, with that than what they did. Um I think you it's important that they do come out and establish the run early simply because you do not want to let these pass rushers get to the point to where they could just fire off at your quarterback. Miles um, Garrett is going to be hunting Tyler Huntley. Jadavion Clowney, if he plays, he's going to be hunting Tyler Huntley. They've got to keep these guys at bay. They've got to make them play honest. And at the end of the day, the Ravens have to do what's best for them. I mean, it's amazing that we have to come on here and talk about this every week and basically beg them to commit to the run game. <laughs> I mean, they did last week, and I almost don't – I mean, I struggle even giving them credit for that. I felt like they they stuck to the run simply because they had to. What choice did they have? You're yeah. out there with your backup quarterback. At times, your third-string quarterback. Um the ball is you're running the ball really well. Your offensive line is having probably the best day of the season, at least on the ground. You 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 have no choice but to run the football. What's going to happen in this game if they're running if they run the ball and they only they're only getting you know three yards a pop to start the game? 
Are they going to commit to it? Are they going to stick with it? Or do they only have to get the – are they only going to rely on the run game if they're getting the big plays? That's going to be the thing for me. Um, hopefully they continue to get out of the huddle fast, continue to um, speed it up at the line of scrimmage. I want to see better situational play calls. The, the, fourth, the fourth down play calls have been terrible. Um, I, I want to see better short yardage plays thrown out there. Um, but overall, this is a Ravens offense right now that I don't think is going to score a lot of points. Their job is going to be to simply not lose the football game. Run the ball. If you score on the on the ground, great. Um, but if nothing else, milk the clock and do not beat yourself. Don't turn the ball over. It's the same game plan to me that they had going into Pittsburgh. Go out there, manage the game, let our defense go make plays for us, but don't have us get any self-inflicted wounds. If the Ravens can avoid beating themselves and avoid the turnover bug, they should be fine. Yeah, I agree. Um, Listen, I don't know who's starting. And that might work in the favor of the Ravens, quite frankly, because they don't know who they're preparing for over there with the Browns. If you're preparing for Tyler Huntley and he doesn't play, you don't have any film on Anthony Brown to know really what his strengths are, really what how he plays. You know that he doesn't really run the ball the way that Lamar and Tyler does, but that's really about it, right? What else do you know about this kid? Where are you pulling out the notes? Are you going to go to training camp videos to find out what, you know, Anthony Brown can do? Are you going to go to the Oregon videos to find out what Anthony Brown can do? I mean, so this, to me, bodes well for the Ravens and the uncertainty of who is playing quarterback on Saturday. I think that you still, at the end of the day, have to go with what you're good at, okay? Find a way to continue to run the football that is the most important thing that you need to do and you know I I just don't think that you it doesn't matter to me clearly if Tyler Tyler Huntley is playing he's literally coming out of a concussion protocol okay so you don't want that situation to be you know um, him passing the ball 32 times like we saw him do against mm-hmm. the Broncos, right? But also, you you don't you just have to make sure that you establish the run because that is what wins for for you. And I want to apologize. I made an error in the last segment about where the Browns rank um, in in terms of um, run defense. Looking at some old stats, so please forgive me. They're still not that good in run defense. (laughs) So I want to apologize about the wrong information that I gave. I was looking at the wrong chart. Um, They're still not good in run defense. Now, we know that 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 doesn't mean much for the Ravens, right? Because sometimes we'll hear somebody say, oh, well, they don't do well in run defense, and then they'll find a way to stop the Ravens and run defense. I mean, run offense. But (laughs) – it doesn't matter to me. You have to find. You mentioned in the last segment that that they, the Browns, should find a way to get Kareem Hunt the ball twenty to twenty five times. You need to find a way to get Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins the ball twenty to twenty five times. Period. I don't. Yeah. I'm, and I'm talking collectively. I'm not saying per person, but overall, you have to find a way to establish the run. Why would you put Anthony Brown in a situation like that if if 
if he's just coming off the practice squad, if he has to play. And then why would you do that to Tyler Huntley, who is literally still in concussion protocol? One of the things that I really liked that Devin DuVernay said, he was the guest on Tyus Bowser's show on Mm -hmm. Tuesday. And I asked him, you know, how do you help um, Anthony Brown if he's the guy get acclimated? And he said, you know, we just told him, like, don't force it. We're here to help you. We're here to, you know, help pick up the slack. Just do your reads, but don't force it. We will do the rest. We will do the heavy lifting. You just do what you can. And I think that that's such an important thing for somebody who, you know, potentially has their first NFL starting game after being on the practice squad coming up. And again, we don't know who's starter, right? At this point. But if it is Anthony Brown, you really like the fact that, look, they're going to find a way to, you know, get come around him, help him in the best way that they possibly can, and 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 fight, basically. And that's the one thing that I really do like about this situation is that I feel like no matter who it's going to be, whether it's Tyler, whether it's Anthony Brown, they're going to find a way to fight. They're going to find a way to push through and to try to get what they can get out of this team while Lamar is down. And that's the one. That's the one thing. That's really all you can ask for. Yeah, I mean, and, and it. When you talk about the rest of these guys carrying a load, it starts with the running backs, like you said. Um, Nick Chubb and those guys have to be a focal, big focal point for the Browns to succeed. Same goes for the Ravens. It's got to be heavy J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Um, with Tyler Huntley getting a concussion last Sunday, I wouldn't imagine he's going to get many carries in this game, um, if any, unless he has to scramble in a pass play or something like that. But I'm pretty sure they told him to be careful out there and not look to take as many hits as he's taken because the concu- the hit he got a concussion on was bad, but he took a couple of bad hits even before that. He did, yeah. Um, so he's he. I think that's been a point of emphasis probably is to just protect yourself. Anthony Brown, like we said, he's not the same type of mobile guy that they that Lamar and Tyler Huntley are, but you have to, I think, have that threat of somebody that can that can at least keep the ball on one of these run plays. And I think Anthony Brown is mobile enough to where they could at least catch these guys by surprise. And we may not see a quarterback designed run into the third quarter. You know, we may only see two or three for the entire game, assuming Anthony Brown is the starter. Um, but you have to make sure that they're timely. Catch that element of surprise. I talk about that all the time. That is so important for yep. an offensive coordinator. And I feel like at a lot of times, Greg Roman has lost that element of surprise to the point to where he tries to go outside of himself to, to surprise teams. But really, it's not a surprise. It's more so you just uh, abandoning what you're good at. Um, I don't think that that's going to be the case this week. I, I, I don't know if the offensive line is going to have the same type of dominant day that they did against the Steelers. Maybe um, because you this hope. Group isn't, yeah, I mean, this group isn't, I don't think uh, collectively they're not as good as Pittsburgh's front, um, but they've got some guys, Ogunjobi, Miles um, Garrett, um, Jaclown, uh, Jadavion Clowney, you know, they, they've got some people that they can put along the middle of that defensive line. And they've got a ton of speed at the linebacker position they as do. well. Um, so, you know, this is a versatile defense that a lot of guys do a lot of different things. Um, 
And that's when the Ravens' versatility comes into play. The Ravens have, have a lot of guys offensively that can do a lot of different things. This is the type of matchups you have that for. But, yeah, this is not going to be pretty. Um, this is an AFC North matchup. It's uh, Who knows if the weather is going to be good by Saturday out in Cleveland. But this is a game where, again, just like I said last week against Pittsburgh, who can win the ugliest? Yep. Well, we already know, we already know who been winning up. Yeah, baby. I mean that's that's been their forte all season, you yep. know, for the most part. Um, offense is going to eventually have to score, though, whether it's yep. Huntley or Anthony Brown out there. Can they do it? Can they do it when they have to do it? Is the question. So far, that's been I think that's been the key thing in the Ravens' wins this year. Yeah. When they have to get it, they have gotten it. Can they do that again this this Saturday against the Browns? Um, that's what we'll that's what we'll have to wait and see. We will find out soon enough. And and one of the things that I hope that that Greg Roman does do is allow it. Look, get your tight ends involved. Find a way to get likely in there because everybody's going to be focused on Mark Andrews. So find a way to get likely more involved in your passing schemes. Find a way to get guys like Duvernay more consistent in in your situational. Um, play calling, those guys are going to really be important to helping Anthony Brown down the stretch. And I would have to assume that Anthony Brown did, has done some reps with um, Isaiah Likely in training camp because, mm-hmm. you know, he was a rookie coming in. So, you know, help him. give him, Let him play with the guys that he's probably played with. You know, Deshaun Jackson was on the practice squad before he got promoted. I'm assuming that he's probably had some rapport with Anthony Brown. If, and, and obviously this is a what if situation because we don't know what it is mm-hmm. going to be and who's I mean, going to start. Looking like it'll be Huntley. I don't, we don't know for sure. Right. Uh, Either but, way, I still think that you have to find ways to get the other guy, get other guys right, involved. Right. Get, guy, get guys like, um, like, you know, likely involved, get these other guys, find Devin DuVernay back into a rhythm, into this offense. These are things that are going to help you win football games. I don't know why we don't use these guys the way that we should, but, that is, to me, a big part of what can happen, what can help them win this football game. Getting guys not named Mark Andrews involved in the football game, to me, helps you win the football game. And, and I, I, I saw on Twitter, somebody asked uh, Mark, uh, they asked Jeff Zreback from The Athletic um, about Devin DuVernay and why he thinks he hasn't been a big part of this offense as of late. And Jeff said he feels he, he, you know, Jeff is on maternity leave himself right now. So he's kind of watching from afar. But he said he when he watches him, he feels like Devin Duvernay isn't right right now physically. He mm. thinks something is physically up with Devin Duvernay. So that that really got my ears perked up uh to to pay attention to see what he looks like when he is moving around out there. Um, okay. Because even the, I mean, even on special teams, the the big returns have kind of they've come down. And Justice down. Hill has been doing some mm-hmm. um, special teams play mm-hmm. as well, so it's very possible. Yeah, so uh, definitely something to keep our eye on to see what's going on with Devin Duvernay. Absolutely. All right, guys, we are hitting our final segment, so make sure that you are subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast. Cordell and I will have all of your information on your Baltimore Ravens. All right, doomsday time, Cordell. So we both picked the Steelers last week, 
and you know, hey, we were wrong. I'm good with being wrong on that. Yeah, I'm never gonna be sad about uh, being wrong about me saying that we think the Ravens are going to lose. Look, they gritted their way into Pittsburgh, found a way to, to come out with a win. You look, even even the Renegade Board couldn't do anything for the uh, mm-hmm. for the Ravens psyche. Yeah. They was out there waving their own towels like right. the Steelers fans, and that was that was fun to watch, by the way, because I think that was shortly after um, the block punt. Excuse mm-hmm. me, block field block goal, field goal yeah. um, from from our, our guy Calais Campbell. So you know we're going into Cleveland this weekend. Um, we know about the injuries that their injury report is looking a little extensive, but I think that there are some guys that are going to play, including in Joku, possibly Amari Cooper. Um, so looking at what we know, because what we know is we still don't know who's the, the, the going to be the quarterback, but. With everything else the Ravens have going on, how do you see this playing out? Are you going back to a win streak, or are we just or are we flatlining the season in terms of who we picking I mean, to win? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a week to week situation right now Always. with this team. Uh, definitely week to week, but I I feel good about this game going to Cleveland. Um, the Browns aren't good; they're really not. Uh, they're dangerous in the sense that they have talent. Yep. So eventually the talent is going to show up on the scoreboard at some point, you would imagine. Uh, you're just hoping that you're not the team that they wake up against. It's a short week. Um, they've got a lot of major injuries to guys that we've talked about throughout this show along the offensive line, Amari Cooper. They've got some defensive guys uh, on the injury report as well. Um it's just a lot going against them. And I think if the Ravens do what they're supposed to do, which is run the football and allow the defense to go out there and make the plays, I, I just don't see a scenario to where the Ravens lose. I do think it'll be a close game to a degree. Um, but the fact that the Ravens are going out there with their back, regardless of who the quarterback is, it's a backup. Um, not they, Lamar. Yeah, it's not Lamar. And they they haven't the Ravens aren't scoring a lot of points right now. They're just not. So by that token, teams are going to be in the game. It's going to be close games. I'm predicting right now score to be 16-13 Ravens. I think it's just going to be so ugly. Both kickers are going to get it done. Kate York, Justin Tucker, both of these guys have big legs, uh, can make field goals from all over the field. And I think that in this game we're going to see a couple of 50-plus yard field goals made because drives are going to stall out. Yeah. Uh, the Ravens, I think, are going to get in pass down, passing situations on third downs to where they can't convert. And I think that the Browns are going to get into situations similarly to where they've got to throw the ball on third down. But also the fact that I think that Kevin Stefanski is going to help the Ravens out eventually and stop giving the ball to Nick Chubb. He does it every time. I have no reason to believe that he's not going to do it again. So 16-13 Baltimore and yet another close and ugly division win, but they'll take it considering Cincinnati is right on their heels. Yeah, so you kind of stole my um, score. I'll figure it out. I'm going to come up with a different one. I mean, hey, we could both be right. 
uh, this is very true. Um, but I, I agree with you. The Ravens don't know what winning pretty is. It's just not who they are. And then the situation with ha- not having Lamar there makes it even more relevant that it's not going to be pretty. It wasn't pretty when Lamar was even in there the last no, few wasn't. weeks. So there's that. Um, I do think that I do think that there'll be some struggles. I do think that um, the Ravens defense will kind of slip up a couple times in terms of like letting getting guys past them. But I do think that the what I do think offensively, the Ravens, if they find a way to stick to running the ball and getting some play action in and getting some guys in, like I said, not name Mark Andrews involved, I think that they can find a way to squeak this game out of Cleveland. I looked at the weather. It is uh, supposed to be 34 degrees, cloudy, so no rain. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I mean, so it, it's cold because 34 is only a couple degrees higher than freezing. Let's be yeah. clear here. Oh, that's cold. So, so running the ball to me is imperative. I think both sides are going to try to do it, but I think one side is better is going to be better at doing it, and I think that that's going to be the Ravens. So um, I'm also going to say that the Ravens find a way to squeeze out a win because Deshaun Watson is probably going to have – He's going to have his moments where he's going to get the ball off. I definitely think that. But he's also, I think that there's going to be some more turnovers because the Ravens have done nothing but, you know, get some turnovers here. So I'm picking the Ravens 17-14 over the Cleveland Browns with a late Justin Tucker field goal to seal the deal and end the game with a win. That's what I'm going with. (laughs) I mean, that's not bad. And honestly, I I think, there is crazy. I'm saying this. I I do think that they have to find a way to get Mark Andrews back. They involved. do. They I, do. I mean, he he hasn't. Mark Andrews hasn't had a 70 yard receiving game since the Giants. 11 catches for 106 yards and a touchdown. That's also the last time he had a touchdown uh, this season. And granted, he gets some. He gets the targets. I mean, even the last week he only had six uh, targets. Um, it, it's it's like. I, I hear you. I, I mean, we both said that said this this year. They have to find ways to get somebody else involved other than Mark Andrews. But now it's like, what? It's, it's something with this team. It's like we got to pick our words very, very precisely. We got to be careful for what we wish for. We want you to get people other than Mark Andrews involved while still keeping Mark Andrews involved. Sure, like that's what we want. Completely you know? understandable. And and, and it's, it's like. To them, it's one or the other. It was a couple of times in last week's game against Pittsburgh. Mark Andrews is running butt wide open, you know, just sure was. walked into the end zone. Um, and it's just amazing to where when Mark is open and he doesn't get the ball, it's crazy because yeah. you know he's probably the first read on almost every pass play. Um, so they've got to find a way to get him back going. Uh, because right now the pass game is basically flatlining. And I think in large part it's due to Mark Andrews having little to no impact on the game anymore. To not have 70 yards receiving for Mark Andrews since October, the beginning of October, it's it's insane. It's insane. It is. And, and to be fair, he hasn't been 100% himself. No, he hasn't. 
Yeah. So I think that we have to make sure that we call that out. But I agree. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying to completely ignore Mark Andrews in right. any sense. Um, I think what you do, though, is if you start using your other weapons, that allows Mark Andrews to get more one-on-one matchups, and then he's going to win those matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you, you got to get defenses off of the idea and the notion that Mark Andrews is going to be your number one target, which then would lead to Mark Andrews eventually becoming your number <laughs> one target because you're using other guys, right? Right. We're so, trying to psych the defense out, Ravens, not yourselves. Like, yeah, still yeah. get Mark Andrews the ball, but yes. it's enough. It's, it's enough passes to go around to where somebody else can also help. That's all offense. I'm saying. Spread the right. love. Spread the love. Spread the love. It's the Brooklyn way. That's what they say. So spread the love, Ravens. Find a way to put to channel your inner biggie and get mm-hmm. this ball to other guys. So then that way, Mark Andrews can have a monster game because simply now you don't know who you want to cover. Wins the game every time. That's what I'm going to say. (laughs) We want to thank everyone for listening. We hope that we are right and that you're enjoying this game on Saturday. Hopefully the Ravens can come out with a win. And that's one step closer to potentially winning the AFC North. So we will talk to you um, not long after the Ravens' hopeful win against the Cleveland Browns. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive.